everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Semicast. It's episode 21. So we were 18 a couple of weeks ago, and now we're 21. I'm not really sure what the actual things I can do now I'm 21 that I couldn't do when I was 18. I think in the States, I could probably drink now instead of illegally two years ago, three years ago. My name's David Shack. I'm here with Anthony Murphy, who's either legally drinking or illegally drinking. I'm not sure. How you doing? I'm doing well. I am legally drinking tea, I guess. Is that legal? Uh, last time I checked. Is there a point or a world where that's not legal? You know what? I'm going to say it is legal because we just watched the last episode of the first season of Better Call Saul, so I am up to date with all things legal. So you are a lawyer or are you not a lawyer? Yep. I am a lawyer from the University of Ameri- American Samoa. Okay. Well, then you can answer all my legal inquiries about tea yep. and the importation of tea. There was something in the States about the Tea Party and there being tea being illegal or not legal, but I don't really know enough about American politics or American history right. to know one way or the other. Are you talking about the Boston Tea Party or are you talking about the modern right-wing political group, the Tea Party? Either one. Or are you talking about the band, the Tea Party? I'm possibly talking about the band, the Tea Party. I'm right. pretty sure that they were legal the whole time, but I don't they know. Were. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, it's been okay. Um, I've just mostly been glued to the couch uh, playing PS4 while my wife uh, wonders where I am. She could probably check the couch. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was in the computer room. Usually I sit next to her while she yep. plays Spelunky, but I now, now there's an empty to- chair. There is, yeah. Just I have to come in every couple of hours and say, hey, remember me? Tumbleweeds. You could just set up a mm. uh, Discord server and just <laughs> talk to her occasionally just from the other room, though. Stick her on chat. Possibly. Well, I guess Chris has to have someone to talk to, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, I've been busy this week. So yeah. I am, me and the family are moving to Brisbane in a couple of weeks. We're going to mm. live in Brisbane for a couple of years. Uh, which shouldn't affect the podcast because we don't do it in the same room anyway. No. But we are professionals at talking and looking at our screens and pretending like we're sitting in the same room. Um, I, at the moment, I'm kind of living out of a box or I'm starting to put all of my life into boxes and then deciding whether that should come with me up north or whether that should be put into some storage. Mm. I've packaged up all of my video games. So I've got five black tubs worth of video games, consoles and controllers and wires and games. Uh, I've got all my Neo Geo stuff packed away. Uh, today, I packed away all of my CDs, which were in giant boxes underneath my bed, and I've proceeded to put those into tubs, and I think they're going to maybe be into storage. I can't bear to part with the physical medium yet. Well, yeah, that's the ultimate backup, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's the ultimate backup. And I also think it's the contract you signed when you bought that CD. Like, that's my contract to be able to play that CD. It's, I own that mm. piece of media. I did realize that like the CD world back then was completely different to listening music now. And it's not just physical versus digital. It's just, you know, some things I couldn't find for a long, long time. Like I can remember trying to find a copy of uh, Joe Satriani surfing with the alien for a long, long time. Mm. And then when I finally found one in JB Hi-Fi, I was really, really excited. And now I can just, you know, jump onto Spotify and type in surfing with the aliens and Joe Satriani will pop up. You didn't... uh partake in gaslight music like my brother and I used to do. We would uh, yeah, a little go in bit. and have them order stuff. Yeah, although I did that during my stand-up comedy phase. So I'd, I've got heaps of stand-up comedy CDs and I would always go into gaslight music and go straight for the stand-up comedy section and, you know, get the Monty Python CD. And I think that's where I got my first three-disc or three-CD Monty Python collection from gaslight music's gaslight Were music. Were you an aspiring stand-up comic? That's actually one of the things that my wife knows about me that no one else really knows about me and is that one day I would like to try stand-up comedy. And for right. the longest time, I've it's just been really interesting to me because it's just you on stage with a microphone and your wits against a crowd who wants you to be funny but will potentially be hostile to you if you're not funny. And it mm. scares the shit out of me, but I find it really exciting. I've watched a lot of stand-up comedy movies and I've loved stand-up comedy, even from the, you know, Bill Cosby days, which we, you know, we shan't talk about him. Uh, but, you know... I've really just loved the art of it for so long, but never really tried it and never really kind of put enough thought into it to say, hey, I'm going to write myself a set or I'm going to write myself five minutes of stand-up comedy stuff. It's just my wife just goes, I know that about you, but, you know, one day you're going to do it. I say, like, eh, probably. Now one day everyone probably knows. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, there you go. Stand-up comedy. Mm. But, yeah, um, I found out that I've just got like a wacky CD collection because I was picking up yeah, big kind of handfuls of CDs from a cardboard box and putting them into a plastic box. And one, you know, handful would have 
Led Zeppelin, and then the other handful would have Monty Python, and then, then the other handful would have, oh, look, here's the Cardcaptor Sakura soundtrack. And mm. it's, just, it's like, wow, how can you even pigeonhole anybody with music? I can just imagine everyone's CD collection has those kind of the things that you're proud about that you own, and then the things you go, ooh, did I buy that? Yeah. To that point, everybody has one thing that in their CD collection that they will not bring up in polite conversation. And I know our friend Gavin, yes. he has a couple of John Farnham CDs that he doesn't talk about anymore. So what <laughs> what do you have in your collection that you don't talk about anymore? Um, it's kind of more my vinyl collection, which I've got because I've half inherited my vinyl collection off a couple of people who didn't want their vinyl collection, like my dad. And then like a friend of the family gave me a stack of vinyl and I bought a couple of just things out of junk shops, and I've bought some things out of junk shops purely for a joke. So I own the best of Olivia Newton-John, the one yeah. that folds out, and it's a big gatefold of Olivia Newton-John. And I sent to you the other day a picture because I was packing my stuff away into plastic boxes, and I've got the Black and White Minstrel Show soundtrack, <laughs> which I found See? in a junk shop like on the coast somewhere, and I thought, no one should have that. I'm going to buy that. Mm. I've never listened to it. See, when you sent me that photo, I thought that you were in a shop and you were just taking a photo of the record and that you were being funny. I didn't think you actually owned it. No, I owned it. I think I bought it for a dollar or something. It was like I was flicking through it and I saw it and I thought, that's kind of wrong and that's completely inappropriate. I should probably buy that. And I did. And did the, the lady. Did the guy look at you? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I think I had that and I had a Billy Joel CD. So there you go. Yeah. All right. It balances each other out. Yeah, exactly. So there's that, and I own on CD a lot of anime soundtracks because I think the uh, Cardcaptor Sakura soundtrack, I own the main one of the TV series and the one of the movie, and then I own the one that's like, here are all these songs that weren't good enough for the first soundtrack, mm. and I bought that one as well. And Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. What's yours? What's oh, well, see, I, I have a lot of anime stuff as well. Uh, geez, probably not CDs, but I have November Rain, the cassette single. Oh, yeah. And my first ever tape, which I don't have anymore, yeah. was Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 2. Wow, okay. But I rode my bike to Greensboro and bought it. And when I came home, my dad listened to it to make sure that there was nothing on it that was too objectionable. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, I don't think you should be listening to this. And then I said, okay. And we just left it at that and I kept it and listened to it. All right, fair enough. He said, oh, well, you know, I don't like this. It's like, I know you don't like this, but I do. Mm. Uh, my first oh. tape was uh, Rattle and Hum, the U2 album. And it was the only U2 album that I really liked. I've tried to get into U2 a little bit and just mm. it's just never really gelled with me. And for the longest time, I couldn't think of why Rattle and Hum was the album that I really liked. And it was because it was them doing all of the American songs. So, that was them going over to America and, you know, they played a Jimi Hendrix song and they played this and that. And it was just, I think it was mm. the, the fact that I liked the American style of music, and it was coming through that lens. What about when you 2 forced themselves on you through through iTunes? What did you think of that? I took their album, but I didn't listen to it rather right. than deleting. It was weird what they did. Wake mm. up one day and it's like, oh, I, I've now got a U2 <laughs> album. Thank you, maybe? But I was just like, all right, fine. I'll stick it on the stack of digital things I own now. It's not like it takes up any space. Mm. My brother and I would frequently order things in from Gaslight because we were and I have no idea how we found out about this stuff because the internet was in its very early stages. Yeah. And that we were we were well into the grunge scene and we were trying to get into the bands that were the bands before they had sort of got a few new members and changed oh, yeah. their yep. names. So if you're talking about bands like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, then yeah, yeah. we would try to jump a couple back to Mother Love Bone and Green River. Yep. Which also had members, like they all swapped members. Mm. And so we ended up with all of these albums that you sort of really can't, buy anymore yeah, yeah and real hard to find then there was one album by mother lovebone called apple that we both looked for forever but we could it was just delisted we couldn't find it yeah and yeah now, now you can just listen to it on spotify if yeah you want. yeah i remember i really wanted a copy of uh monty python and the holy grail on vhs ah. and i went to all the stores you know i went to minotaur in the city and went down to their basement and had a look through their video library and they didn't have it and they couldn't get it and so i had to end up i ordered it especially in from a blockbuster and they were like really weird because i was really like trying to you know make sure you get the right one it's monty python the holy grail and i want this like, okay you know what's going to cost a fair it's like yes i know but i want a copy of this on vhs and i've still mm. got it it's i've still got it in a box somewhere i saw it just before i don't know now you can just stream it or just 
download it anywhere you can you know do you have a vhs player to play it on i do i put that into a box today oh. uh, it was one of those things like i've been kind of going oh well, i don't need three dvd players and i know you know i don't need this and i don't need that but i was like okay i've got my tape deck <laughs> i've got my vhs and i'll put those into a tub and i'll yep. make sure i store those because you know it seems to be that those things are going away and you kind of can't find really good versions of those and i seem and do you have I seem a mini to have disc a player anymore uh, no, I don't have a mini disc. I used to have a mini disc player. I don't have any mini discs. How often do you think about buying an old laser disc player and getting into laser discs? Oh, all the time. Whenever anyone all mentions it, I'm thinking about it right now. About, oh, yeah, you know. I, should, I should get into laser discs. I never got into laser discs. Uh, I remember the bowling alley in Footscray had a laser disc jukebox, and that was as close mm. as I came. And I was just watching them, and I was like, they're, they're like giant CDs <laughs> that play video. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Apparently, that's the place to get your uh, original cut of Star Wars is the yes. Laserdisc version. Because mm. it's better than VHS and doesn't yeah. have all the extra shit they added. Yes. I own on VHS, again, because I had it in my hand about three hours ago, the original cut of Star Wars plus the extended fancy edition of Star Wars on VHS. Mm. And I'm keeping both of them. I think uh, Disney re-released the original Star Wars, but there was a bit of a hullabaloo about the manner in which they did it. They didn't use a good version or... Yeah, right. Okay. Something like that. Was that recently on Blu-ray or something? Uh, Probably. Probably about a year ago or maybe six months ago. Okay. Maybe I should have a look at that, but maybe I shouldn't. Sounds like it's bad. Mm. Fully informatic on Star Wars next week. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my whole life's in boxes. My office is a mess, but I have just enough gear in here to record a podcast. Mm. I probably can't record any videos for the site anymore. Not for another two, three weeks. Then I should be right. back up and running, hopefully. Well, I'm going to flood it with visual novels while you go. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm going up in two weeks and my family is following me uh, four weeks later. So I should be flying backwards and forwards. So we'll see how that affects mm. my ability to record stuff. And your, probably your ability to edit it too. Um, I think... For my job up there, they are giving me a Mac laptop, which should be able to handle the editing. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So, you know, I could be editing this shit on the plane. Yep. Weird. Sir, can you please shut that laptop off? We're trying to land. Hang oh. on a minute. I've got to, I've got to cut this swearing. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll put some more in. Hang on a second. Yes. You just have a folder on your computer that's like swearing. Yeah, it's <laughs> you just, just keep dropping audio files in. It's just you just saying swear words. Like, okay, I yes. think Anthony needs to say shit here. It's <laughs> a <laughs> laugh here. Make this thing a little bit more funny. Put some Anthony laughs in. No, that doesn't happen. It's just, Mm. you know, taking out the pregnant pauses and the bits where I choke on drink or we need to go to the toilet. Yes. So, yeah, that's been my week. Haven't had much time to play games, though. You? I have. How's your PlayStation 4? Are you enjoying it? You haven't accepted my friend's request yet. No. Oh, well, I see all my internet's being taken up with the huge patches that (laughs) that they throw at you. I need to achievement stalk you to see what you're playing. Mm. Uh, well, let's go back and talk a little bit about the PlayStation 3 now. Yeah. Um, so, I decided when um, I was boxing up my Xbox 360, my PlayStation 3, that Sony pays a lot more attention to how every aspect of their console feels. Okay. So, the PlayStation 3, the UI, it's kind of been the same since the PSP, I guess. Yeah, it's mm. that kind of slidey sideways yeah. thing. Um. And it's sort of neat and clean. Yeah. And if you go to unpack one, it uses a standard HDMI cable and it uses a standard power cable. And if you go to rebox it, everything fits back in the box because it had wireless built in. And yeah, all, yeah. All the cable, like you could literally unplug your PS3 and plug a PS4 into the same cables and it would work. Yeah, exactly right. And the thing is, I think you could unplug a PS1 and plug a PS2 directly into the same cables as well. Hmm. Not so much with the Xbox 360. I, when I pulled it out, I remembered that, oh, yeah, this thing didn't have wireless when it came out, so I bought a special dongle for that, and I yeah, bought a, yeah. a larger hard drive, and there was a Kinect that was, you know, plugged into it, and this and that. And uses so those weird n- external power bricks. and Yeah. And I think at one stage, no, that might have been the original Xbox, actually. They had to send a different power brick out because the first one got recalled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was just a lot nicer experience with the PlayStation stuff, and it's got the weird Japanese games that I like. So I'm yeah. not sure if I'll get an Xbox One. There's not really much there that I'm interested in. Well, I can I mean, tell I've- you firsthand that the Xbox One UI is the hottest of hot messes. It oh, just really? runs really slow. 
you kind of go, okay, so where are the games again? And it's just this tiny menu off to the top right that you have to remember that's there. And there's just, I can never find what I'm looking for. And when I do Mm. know what I'm looking for, getting there just takes so much time. It's like either three menus deep just to start a game or three menus deep to find a setting. Whereas, yeah, the PlayStation, you can kind of go, okay, well, settings are here and I know exactly where this is. And a game, Mm. I can click down here and I can start it. And if I haven't played it for a while, it's just off here. So everything's right where you need it. Everything's super fast. It's got, you know, nice sound. It plays well. The controllers, you hit a button and everything starts up. Yeah. The other thing is, is that, um, like, I remember, because eventually my Xbox 360 just became a Netflix box. Yep. Um, And every time I would turn it on and say, hey, you're not signed into Xbox Live, it's like, no, that's fine. I don't (laughs) need to be. And then I would say, okay, now just load up my profile. Do you want us to sign you into Xbox Live? No, I don't want you to sign me into Xbox Live. Just load up my profile. Yeah, yeah. The PlayStation 3, when you sign in and start something and it needs to download a patch, it just says, hey, we've got to download this patch. We're just going to disable all the network connectivity for this game while you do it. You can still play the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's just like, okay, thanks. And that's kind of the end of it. Yeah. If I should be connected to the internet for any reason, just connect me. And when I'm not, maybe don't connect me. You don't need to tell Mm. me every time. You don't need to ask permission. Just I trust you to do the thing you need to do. And then there's a weird thing where my Microsoft account got upgraded to like a live.com account. So my Xbox account kind of didn't really exist anymore. So I had to generate an app key in my live account to put into my Xbox so that it would still log in and work. And yeah, just yeah. too much. So I've been playing Yakuza 0, oh, okay. which is a game where you punch people and money comes out of them. Yeah, yeah. We spoke about the um, extracting mm. money from people using fists last week. Yes, so I sort of played that and I've gone through most of the early story and I gradually played less and less until I realised that I was putting all of my time into Let It Die. Oh, so you did get that? Yeah. That's a crazy Um, game. Yeah, it's scratching like the MMO itch. I yeah. can see my characters getting better and I can, I've can. Got, i got a person who, when you punch someone, they just explode <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah, pretty much. You just get the right weapon and you level up enough. And No, no, literally bare fists. Oh, really? Person, okay. if, you, if you hit the R1, you punch someone and they explode. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just leveling up my guys. I went on a bunch of uh, raids. Oh, yeah, that's uh, other I, people's things. Did, yes. Then yeah. I did the tricky thing where I just spent all my currency before I logged out. So, if anyone raided me back, <laughs> there was very little for them to come and get. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm, I like the way that the levels kind of branch out to the sides as well. Like, there's other locked things that you yep. can only get access to at certain times. So, even though I'm, like, only onto level six, I'm sort of saying I'm just going to explore all these side train station-y passages before I level up. And I'm just going to take this other person through and, yeah. and I'm just going to, like, Go and get some stuff to make all these blueprints because everyone needs to have the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those games where you kind of go, all right, I'm kind of on level six, but if I go up here, there's probably going to be a, a lift back on this level, mm. and I, but I'm not sure whether I'm strong enough to get up there. And so it's like you're hoarding stuff, being really careful, and then suddenly you mm. just die and you go, okay. Oh. There was one game where I fully, like I went from level one to level six, I think, and I fully yep. equipped the guy that I had. And by the time he came back, he was nude and his inventory was full of crafting <laughs> materials. And that's all he had. All of his equipment had completely decayed away. Yeah, that's the way it goes. You yep. have- you, Just steps out of the elevator naked. <laughs> you start with the best crafted weapons and you end up with yeah. just like picking shit up off the ground. This will do until I can get to the next guy. Yeah. You're learning how to use yep. fireworks launchers and bullshit. Uh, well, I got a- thing for a crossbow so generally it's crossbow and i have like a metal bat that i've upgraded so much that it's changed its name it's now called metal bat a oh wow so cool. I, I, people get metal bat a and a crossbow and a beret and like a big parka and some pants and they are sent in yeah to do whatever I'm, I'm wanting them to do that day on my runs i would just stack them full of gear so they had uh, six weapons so it's either i use two metal bats I use two metal hammers or I use two machetes. So I can flick mm. between them. It's like, just beat the shit out of things with melee. Mm. I was never really good at the ranged in that. I should go back yeah, and play that. I think they've added a couple of things and they've changed I found stuff. that if you sort of lock on to people, range gets like easy. Oh, okay. But I, I didn't lock on onto people for the first sort of half of the game. And then I thought, oh, I might as well just try this. And now I do it all, all the time. Yeah. So you've seen your first semi-boss. I think it's a mid-level yeah, boss. Cohen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I beat him, uh, and then I beat him four more times for a quest. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I actually have a person who can take off, like, a quarter of his health in one hit now. Oh, shit, so. okay, fair enough. 
So yeah, now I'm just going to push towards ten and get the so I can level my characters higher. But yeah, you know, I'm still having a lot of fun just exploring the stupid sort of little side passages that they where it's just like one room where all these people crawl out from these grates when you activate something. Oh yeah, and it's like yeah, that's interesting. That game's a good fun game. It's got some style. Mm. The uh, what's he, Uncle Death? Uncle Death. Have you been yep. up to the real world and seen the guy who just sits there and plays fighting games and gives you uh, tips? Yep. Yep, he takes them out of his hair yes. and, and gives them to you. Yeah. And the girl who gives you quests who doesn't like games. Yeah, exactly. And she just sits yeah. there on her phone. So um, this is all contrasted against my search for Persona 5 for PS4. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is, a, is the absolute worst of Australian retail for video games that hasn't I've gone seen. well. No. Because I've been so keeping an I'll- eye out for you as well, and I haven't seen mm. it. I've been to six JBs, two big Ws, three targets. Um, none of them had it. The guy at JB in South Melbourne said, oh, we don't even have any stock coming in, so maybe the publishers run out of games. Great. So I tweeted at them the other day saying, hey, when is Persona 5 PS4 going to be back in stock? Yeah. And I haven't had any response yet. Okay. Have you tried EB Games? I have. They have Persona 4, but it's $100. Okay. And I have I held it in my hands and went, <laughs> no, nah, I can't do this. Yeah. I'll order it from Oz Game Shop before I do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, How much Oz Game so, Shop yeah. shipping it for? Seventy nine dollars. That's okay. <laughs> Same price as uh, JB Hi-Fi sell it. Yeah. So yeah, so I discovered another game called Motorcycle Club that JB Hi-Fi have plenty of copies of. It's uh, got a twenty six percent review average on <laughs> Metacritic. Does it sit next um, to AFL Evolution? Probably. They're they're selling that for eighty nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. And um, every place I go, I just check in on Motorcycle Club, and yeah, people got plenty of copies of that. If you people out there want it. Does that mean it's selling well or it's not selling well if they've got lots of copies? Oh, I don't know. I've got no idea. They've got plenty of copies of AFL Evolution, too. And if you want a copy of Prey, that's fine. They've yeah. got plenty of those. Um, the JB Hi-Fi New Work actually advertising both the PS4 and the Xbox version of AFL Evolution on the front door. That's the thing you see before you walk into that JB Hi-Fi is two posters, one of the PS4, mm. one for Xbox of AFL Evolution. Yes, I noticed that, too. And so, really, the only other thing is Vanquish came out uh, this week, which is the... Now, Shinji Mikami, Platinum Games, uh, third-person shooter. Yeah, I pre-ordered that five hours before it came out because you mm. told me that it was cheaper if you pre-ordered it if you had Bayonetta, so I did that. Mm. And I'm, I own it as well, but I have not had a chance to play it. I'd forgotten the story in that game, and it's kind of dumb in the way that Japanese games about Americans are dumb. All oh, right. <laughs> um, the plot is that there's this Russian guy and... He takes over the Russian government and builds a microwave gun in space and then destroys San Francisco with it. Sounds about right. And then he says to the Americans, you have to surrender to me or I'll do the same to New York. You have eight hours. And the Americans say no. And they send up all these ships with all these soldiers in it. And you're Sam Gideon with this special suit from DARPA that you're, <laughs> where you can just kind of slide along on your knees on rocket boosters. And shoot at things. Yep. And you smoke and then dramatically flick the cigarette away when you want to make a uh, point about something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Japanese games are awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. The thing that I've noticed is that over the past, I don't know, eight months, Japanese games have started to get really, really good again. And they've started to, you know, people are starting to play them and people are starting to talk about them again, which is great. But then you kind of have to take the other side of the sword of the Japanese games is that they're still kind of getting their head around the new way that people are showing games off. Mm. Yeah, it depends on the developer yeah. or the publisher, I think. I think we just seem to notice it more. So, mm. yeah, it's exciting. So, other than that, my wife and I streamed Don't Starve last night. Did you, um, did you starve? No, we are. <laughs> we're, we're coming pretty close. Um we're probably about six or seven days into winter. We're, we're kind of doing okay, but at some point, the deerclops is going to arrive. What's a deerclops? It's like a giant cyclops made out of a deer. Um, made out of a deer, just, or is it just a deer with one eye? Well, it's a deer with one eye, but he walks on his hind legs and he just wrecks your shit. Okay. <laughs> Usually destroys your base. Okay. Um, you should stay away from him. No, well, you can't stay away from him. No. He finds you. So, we had a person in chat helping us out who obviously knew a lot more about Don't Starve oh, than right, we okay. do, giving, giving us advice. He was um, uh, exposing your lack of knowledge of Don't Starve? Yeah, but uh, he, was, he was quite nice. He would, like, we would say things about the game and he'd say, actually, it's like this. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> We're professionals. Hmm. 
And so we were kind of heading towards uh, facing off against the deer clops until my wife sort of tried to get my attention and then she said, it's 11 o'clock, I want to go to bed. We'd been streaming for almost two hours at that point. Oh, right, okay. So uh, now I have a six gig file I have to upload to YouTube cool. at some stage. So Maybe be, do it in be part up. one and part two. Uh, now what's the fun in that? Yes, I suppose. You can just do another one. Mm. We will. We'll probably do another one next Saturday night if we're not too tired from helping our friend Chris move. I'll be... Probably there as well, maybe, if I'm not moving mm. myself. Everyone's moving. Yeah. I've got one more weekend here before I have to... I'm actually driving to Brisbane the first oh. week I'm there, so we'll right. see. Yep. Uh, yeah, I haven't played much. Last night, I had a couple of hours on Injustice 2. My wife was out. The kids were asleep. I thought, oh, I'm too tired to do any more packing, so I jumped into Injustice 2. That's good. I'm really enjoying Injustice. It's got a lot of single-player content, so... It's not just, you know, there's a story mode and then there's multiplayer. There is a story mode and it's a super long story mode. It's the type of story mode that you would have seen if you've played um, Mortal Kombat 9 or 10. They introduce one character and you do about four fights and each fight is intermingled with a story element. And the story elements are done really well and they're actually quite interesting. And they seamlessly rotate 90 degrees and you end up, on that fighting game angle for the fights and then it kind of rotates out of it so it's as seamless as it can possibly get with a fighting game you know you start off with batman and then you do another one with someone else and i'm about eight to ten characters in and you get a feel for the way that all the different characters move and mm. their special moves and superman's a bad guy in this one he wants to kill people um he's against batman for another reason but then mm. you know the story's progressing it's fun Yes. That's sort of really the way you write Superman, isn't it? Is that he's a nuclear weapon, but if you push him in the right direction, he's a nuclear weapon used for the wrong purpose. Yeah, pretty much. And I think in this one, he's actually made up his mind that he's sick of being nice to criminals, so he just thinks that all the criminals should die now. So he's pretty much on the opposite side that Batman is on. Mm, that's a bit of a hard swing for Superman. Yeah, but it's an interesting swing because he's not just the Boy Scout who can't be beaten. He's actually going mm. up against a bunch of heroes as well. So, you know, he's got his own people on his side and it is interesting. And it's animated really well. I think I said last week that some of the faces are, aren't as good as other faces. But I think, you know, I'm just coming off having played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn for 10 minutes. And then I kind of jumped in there and I was like, oh, you know, they're not 100% right. But then you go back and you play a different game and you go, actually, they're pretty fucking good facial animation in that. So they've actually done a really good job. So I've played through a little bit of the story and done a few of the daily challenge missions and I've started to get some equipment for fighters. Uh, you know, and whilst the game and the story mode and all the extra things you can do is is really good and the idea of equipment is really, really good as well, you end up getting these boxes and you can get a bronze tier or a silver tier or a gold tier or a diamond tier. So there's all these different tiers of boxes that you have to un, un well, you know open, I suppose. Unlock. Yeah, unlock, and you have to click and hold the button, and then there's an animation for the box shaking and then breaking apart, and then the animation of all the things open up, and then mm. they kind of start to materialize, and you see them, and then you look at them, and you can hit OK, and then you have to open the next box, and it just it just takes a long, long time to get all the stuff out of the boxes, and then you have to go and you have to look at which characters are now flashing because it means that those are the characters that have new equipment and then you have to go through into them and into a menu and go, okay, so which one of these things is this? It's just that side of it I think could have been streamlined a little bit better. I mean, I don't know the right way to do it because I'm not a game designer, but it just feels like that side of it is just a little bit clunky or a little, takes a little bit of time. Mm. They've probably got lots of free-to-play uh UX designers saying, no, attach rate's higher if, if the, the box glows. and Yeah, probably. You know, make sure you've got a good box opening animation. I dare say that you can buy these boxes at, at some point with, with real money. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. I've only earned them through fighting. Um, I jumped mm. on the PlayStation Store just quickly to see if you know I could buy a box of unlockables, and it doesn't seem to be. There's a, was it a $40 or $50 pack, which gives you nine characters and a couple of shaders, but the nine characters will come through over the course of you know the next six months to a year. Yep. But I haven't found the spot where I can put my real money in to get boxes. So hopefully they don't add it in or maybe they've hidden it so well I can't find it. But at the moment, it's kind of not there. You just have to play it and earn the monies. Mm. Okay. Which is good. Well, that sounds good, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really all I've been playing. 
Yeah. Should we move on to news then? Let's move on to some news. Uh, you've filled right. out this news this week. I have. Because I've been a little bit distracted and busy. So yeah. I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you got? So Monster Hunter Double Cross, which is a 3DS game, has been announced for the Switch. Oh, that's awesome. Um, sort of, I guess, proving out our original guesses that a lot of 3DS stuff would get ported across. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they seem to have gone further in this one because you can play against 3DS players and if you already have uh, 3DS save data, it can be transferred to the Switch. That's pretty good, actually. Hmm. Have they said how they would manage that? Is it through their new online functionality or is it just what, like wireless maybe? I don't know. Don't know. We will find out August 25th when it's released in Japan. There's yeah. no word of a Western release yet. so no. Well, lucky there's no hoping. region locking on the Switch, so you can get it if you want. Yeah. All the menus will be in Japanese probably, but... Um, yep. You know. Just keep the dictionary next to me. Yeah. I played Monster Hunter 4 on the 3DS, and I played that for, you know, probably five to ten hours and that was really good i was really enjoying it it was it's really in depth and you know you can choose different weapons and you can choose different fighting styles and each of the weapons is kind of cool i had a i think i had a sword that had a hammer on the other end or something and it kind of split apart and you could do a whole bunch of cool things it's Um, apparently a lot better if you play co-op oh okay well hopefully because then you're sort of planning how to take this monster down and yeah yeah well that's what i was thinking that you know it feels like the type of game that I don't want to play on a handheld as much as I want to play it on a big screen and I want to play it with Mm. a proper controller. So, you know, now it's on the Switch. Maybe that is finally going to come to pass. You can choose whether you want to play it as a handheld or on a screen. I can play it everywhere I go. So, I guess to keep up with the announcements, Far Cry 5, was it announced? Yeah, Um, it's set in America. Yeah. Montana, is it? Montana. Uh, Some kind of sort of, I guess... Not a prepper, a sort of a, a militia takeover or something like that. Yeah. You're being cut off from the outside world and fighting across farms and forests and mountains and rivers of Montana. Is it mm. set in current day or is it set in past day? Uh, they haven't released that much detail yet. Okay. It's sort of more, this is what the plot is. Here's a trailer. Um, have fun, guys. This will be out <laughs> in some Because if it is set in present day and it's set in a real country rather than just a made-up island and it's, you know, set in the middle of a major country, how Wasn't do they- was Far Cry 4 set in, like, Tibet? Was it? Yeah. I never played Far Cry 4. I think I stopped right, at 3. I <laughs> Okay. Didn't have dinosaurs in it? Was that- primal? Oh, actually, no. it's, it's called Kairat, which is a fictional Himalayan country. There you go. Not actually Tibet. But what I was going to say is the thing that- my question is, is that if it's set in the real world in modern day and it's like mm. in the middle of a proper, you know, westernized country, how do they deal with things like the internet? Like surely if a guy's going around like slaughtering hundreds and thousands of people and a whole bunch of animals, someone's going to be on the internet going, uh, Montana, something happening in Montana. <laughs> we should send some army there or something. I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, Escape from LA and he's got the president's daughter or something like that. Yeah, could be, maybe. It's one of the things I- I've actually noticed that there's been a lot of period piece movies recently and it's because mm. you can do more in period piece movies when the internet and mobile phones aren't a factor. Like things yeah. that are simple, it's like, I'm just going to call him or I've got a map here, um, suddenly become a lot more interesting or <laughs> they take a lot more time. So we're starting to see you know, people going, okay, no, we're seeing this movie in the 70s. <laughs> we're seeing this movie in the 30s where we can't just pull out a phone and look that up or call. You have to drive to a place or run. Mm. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I haven't played Far Cry 4 and I keep waiting for it to drop down below some certain magical price where it makes sense to me to buy it. But yeah. I see, yeah, it, it never seems to do that, so yeah. <laughs> I don't actually ever seem to buy it. I think the last Far Cry I played was Blood Dragon after mm. I played Far Cry 3. Yeah, I got most of the way through 3 and I just kind of fell off. I think I took over all of those camps and that was the fun part for me, so once that was done. Yeah, yeah. The fun part of the game was sort of over. Yeah, I thought with three that they shouldn't have had the last boss. I just wanted there to be that crazy guy with the mohawk, and he mm. kept me in a cage for a while. But not yeah, the he actually popped up in Better Call Saul the other day. Oh, did he? He was in it earlier. And um, was he getting legal advice for locking people in bamboo cages and threatening them no, with knives? He's, a, he's a, a gangster, I guess. Okay. Um, you've been watching a little bit of Breaking Bad, haven't you? Yeah, I'm so behind yeah. with Breaking Bad. I think I'm into season four. Well, you obviously know Chuko then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From season two. Well, this is one of his guys, but oh, okay. it focuses a little bit less on Chuko and a little bit more on, on this guy who's called yeah. Nacho. Okay, Nacho. Mm. Nacho Supreme. Uh, there was actually another episode we watched the other day where, um, so you've met Mike in Breaking Bad. 
as yeah, well. Yes. Older guy. Yep. Fixes things up. Yep. So he was uh, fixing something up and he was hired with three other guys to, or two other guys to perform a protection job. Mm. And one guy there is talking to him and I'm thinking, I know that voice and that guy looks kind of familiar. And, yeah. to, and then so I did some quick Googling and realized it was Trevor from Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The dude even looks a little bit like Trevor. <laughs> um, <laughs> just the way he was talking and the way he was acting. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to see these sort of video game sort of voices pop up in other places. Yeah, I'm, I saw Mike, or the guy who plays Mike, I can't think of his name. Uh, it's Jonathan Banks. Yes. Uh, I saw him in a really old movie the other yeah. week, and I can't remember what the movie was. It wasn't a TV series, it was it? It could have been, actually. There was a gangster TV series yes. he was in. And my wife pointed him 80s. out and said, ha you know who that is? Because she always does that in films. Most of the time it frustrates mm. me because I'm trying to watch the film. She goes, oh, who's that guy with the thing? And I was like, I don't care. I'm trying to watch the film. And she did it. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. That's that guy. And I couldn't place him. She goes, that's Mike. It was called Wise Guy. And funnily enough, uh, oh, God, I've blanked on the director and writer for Breaking Bad's name. Vince Gilligan. Yep. His story is that he watched Wise Guy when he was in college and, and sort of like it was an event. All of his friends would sort of gather in their dorm room and, and just watch every single episode as it aired. And when they were casting Mike, he's looking over the casting sheet and he sees Jonathan Banks. And he's You're fucking kidding me. This is the actual Jonathan Banks goes out to meet him and i think from that point on he basically had the role because you know what use is being a writer director showrunner if you can't cast people who you (laughs) you watched when you're a teenager yeah well actually it wasn't that series and i just looked it up while you were talking it was he was in beverly hills cop the original beverly hills cop oh really yeah okay was he in it for any amount of time or was it just a quick throwaway he wasn't one of the cops but he was one of the bad guys one of the offside bad guy henchmen i think his name was Zach. Right. There you go. He doesn't seem like a Zach, does he? No, he doesn't. Um, anyway, if he's got an awesome laugh, by the way. An awesome yeah. laugh I can't really do because I always choke no, while I try to do it. I think it. he's the only person. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, that's it. <coughs> it's really hard to do that laugh without choking um, on have a drink. I remember that from Delirious or Raw. Yeah. Which, speaking of like comedy albums or I guess in this case comedy videos. Yeah, yeah. As a, he cracks himself up a couple of times in, the, in, yep. <laughs> in those sets. Yeah. So, let's move on. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hitman may continue, um, but will it be with IO Interactive? Oh, that so, is the question. Who is it? Square Enix has uh, made some comments in regards to the future of Hitman. Was it their CEO? No, president. Square Enix president, Yosuke Matsuda, mm-hmm. said, Our decision to withdraw from IO Interactive business was the result of a review of our portfolio that we conducted as part of our effort to concentrate our resources in order to strengthen our development capabilities and our run-on sentences, I guess. Mm. Because the firm is engaged in the development of Hitman and other renowned titles, we are negotiating with prospective external investors capable of ensuring that these titles carry on. So, does that mean you're selling it with like IO or IO are you, or- you going to put another team on it? I don't know. It's a mm. bit of they haven't really clarified anything with that statement. Just you know, yeah. make sure Hitman's going to go on because people seem to like that. So yeah. make sure that people are happy. But you know, we're not going to say anything. What they need to make sure is that their really big Japanese games like Final Fantasy cost so much money to make that other games like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and Hitman have to make that money up somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they reviewed their portfolio and with. Those games, this doesn't necessarily mean the Hitman didn't make any money at all. No. But it probably didn't reach whatever targets Square has. And Hitman could have, I don't know, I'm going to just say a number and it's going to be wrong because I'm just going to say a high number. It could have made $100 million profit, but Square Enix could have said, actually, we wanted Hitman to make $200 million, so you missed your target. Bad luck. Mm. We're going to sell you. So those type of things happen in business. It's not like, the, you know, the Hitman potentially cost the money and was bleeding money left, right, and center. But, you know, it could have just not hit whatever target that they needed to hit to say, okay, well, we're going to keep you. Mm. And, you know, generally AAA titles, those numbers are fairly high. Like, I don't even think the latest Tomb Raider hit its number, even though that it was no. profitable and popular as well. Yeah. They did actually throw numbers out for Tomb Raider, but I can't remember what they are. I think it was like a million short of its... <laughs> Well, not well. It wasn't money. It was, I think, copies that had to be sold, and it was some ridiculous oh. number. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I had heard is that their Japanese division basically hemorrhages money making games, and then their American division has to cover it with games that people sort of buy, I guess. And people don't look at the actual games; they just look at the little marks on a spreadsheet and go, "Well, this number's lower yep. than that number. Something's got to go." AFL Evolution, keep that one. 
Get rid of all the other ones. As long as AFL Evolution makes money, and it probably will, Mm. because people like football, right? God damn it. Yep. This is starting to depress me. We should move on. We should move on to, I don't know what the next piece of news, because you just made this up. (laughs) The next piece of news is thousands of bunnies will die in You did just make it all up. This isn't true. (laughs) This is true. Okay, go. I heard about this on the internet, I'll have you know. Okay. So, Second Life, the uh, hotbed of furries and- I guess people who are into whatever goes on the internet these days. Yeah, I like the internet. Yeah, if you're talking about a vertical slice of the internet, Second Life is a pretty good place to go and confirm that you're actually pretty normal. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, Second Life has had the ability for the users to make things. And so they've made a class of objects that are what they call breedable. So they're scripted and modelled animated little objects like pets and things like that. Mm. But in order to stop people just cloning them, they check into a database. Now, one company called Ozimals that has been creating animals has lost the rights to create a particular type of animal. So, the database is going to be shut down. What? Which means all those animals will just cease at a certain point. So, even if you've already got the animal, Mm -hmm. you can't use it anymore? No, it kind of- uh, their exact words are, support for existing products would cease to function on Wednesday morning. The database would cease to function. No more communication means no more eating because there's apparently how you feed these things. Yeah, yeah. And it should come as no surprise that every breedable is programmed with a consequence for starvation. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all going to starve, basically. Yeah, yeah. So some rabbits will escape unscathed. As the, if, you, if you pay more money, you can untether your rabbit from the database and it renders it sterile. You can't copy it. And it won't reproduce anymore. That's all right, because, you know, that's the biggest thing with rabbits. They, like, breed yeah. like rabbits. And, you mm. don't, you know, if you want to stop that, detether it. Yes. But I don't think that option is available anymore. It had to have been done before all this went down. Yeah, right. Leading to this sort of little part of their, I guess, press release. Any bunny who is everlasting will continue to function as he or she does now without any cost. Any bunny who is not everlasting will be unable to eat and will hibernate within 72 hours. Oh, hibernate. They use the, yes, the polite word. It's a marketing word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, if you bought a rabbit in Second Life and it's been kicking along from now, you might want to check in yeah, yeah. make sure it's okay. Might want to. You can save money on rabbit food now. Yep. The pets for life, not just for Christmas. Positive side of it, maybe? Mm. Cool. Uh, speaking of rabbits, I've thrown a news item in there. You have. I just the, noticed it The now. image for the New Mario Monster. slash Rabbids crossover game, which is going to be made by Ubisoft has leaked, and they've leaked out an yeah. image. And I just want to- This is going to be great radio, but uh, I just want to show you the image of Mario Ooh. and the Rabbids. If you kind of scroll down halfway past the news article, Mario's got a gun. He's got a gun that Ooh. looks like one of those big bullet things. But Mario doesn't have a gun. Mario shoots fire out of his hands. He spins. He jumps on things. Mario doesn't need so a weapon. It's, so, it's a shoryuken then. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's an extension of his hand. It looks like it's one of those um, Metroid guns that clips onto your whole arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see in the back as well that Peach also has a gun. She's rocking a pistol that's shooting some pink stuff out. Right. Well. Luigi seems to have a gun that is not his usual vacuum cleaner, but he does seem to be having a fairly stern Luigi-esque look on his face. Uh, this is apparently an RPG, so I'm not sure. Mm. Have you ever played any of the Rabbit games? No. I haven't played any either. I've seen them around, but I haven't really played any of the games. Have you have a look at the image and check out the Peach Rabbit, who is yeah, just off no, the side all, of Mario. All types are wrong. Yeah, it's a, kind of a weird rabbit dressed like Peach in a wig with a pink top slash dress. And she's got a gun, but she's not shooting out of it. But she's also taking a selfie with mm. a pink mobile phone that's also got rabbit ears. Luigi looks like he's about to straight up assassinate Yoshi. He's vaulting over that wall <laughs> with well, his gun. Well, at least he's finally going to do us all a favor. <laughs> right. Get rid of Yoshi. Yeah. There's also a Luigi rabbit going on. There's actually a Yoshi rabbit. And a Mario rabbit with a giant hammer. Right over the back, yeah. So, um, I have no idea what this game's about, but it's being developed by Ubisoft. And apparently it's going to be called Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Okay. So, it's- um, So, I guess we'll find out more in a couple of weeks because E3 is coming up. Ah, oh, this better not be what they announced at the Switch press conference. I don't know. Well, um, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, is it Ubi? Ubi or Ubi? Ubi, yep. Ubisoft. Um, Reggie Fizeme. Fizeme. Uh, they have their own stage show as well, so I can assume that they're only going to announce it there. Mm. Going to get two announcements. 
So yeah, the price of one. It looks weird. Check it out. That's some weird stuff going on there. Um, mm. Yeah, E three's coming up, so we have to figure out how we're going to cover E three because we're not going to be there. No, might just do a an E three new spectacular. Yeah, something like that. We'll just sit back and I'll I don't know. We should, we should maybe play an E E three drinking game. Sure, absolutely. I'll be in a hotel room. Someone else will clean it up for me. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, do the rock star thing. Throw the TV out the window. Sure. I don't think an LCD is as cool as a CRT smashing on the ground. Could be. I could throw it really hard. Maybe that'll work. Yeah. Well, how many floors up are you? Or don't you know yet? Uh, I think I'm on the fifth floor. So it's, you oh, know, it's we'll a fair distance. You, you get some, maybe sort of make some kind of trebuchet out of bed sheets. Tie a maybe bed to it and chuck it the out bed the out as well. Make sure it goes yep. down fast. What oh. you need to do is put the most disturbing thing you can find on the TV, like a horror movie, and then use the bed sheets just to lower the TV while it's plugged in down to the floor below you <laughs> and just have it play through the window. They couldn't do anything there. It's outside. No. It just happens to be part yeah. of the view now. Yep. Calling the front desk. Uh, can I get some room service and a... <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that's news. Thank you for sorting that mm. out. That's some good news. Yeah. Some interesting stuff. Rabbits are going to die. Rabbits will be born. Um, Hitman might survive, but now we're moving on to the little segment that we like to call Letting Off Steam. Yeah, this is a first-person shooter edition of Letting Off Steam. I just chose first-person shooters, mostly because I just wanted to make fun of Bulletstorm full clip edition. But then I got to reviewing, like I decided I'll just review the original Counter-Strike or Final Views, but they were that funny that I want to hold that back for just a Counter-Strike letting off steam. Are there three different, different versions of Counter-Strike enough to fit there's through There's like the- four. Well, okay. there's Counter-Strike, there's Counter-Strike Source, there's Counter-Strike Go. Go. Yep. And there's also, oh, what's that? They were, the Gear, Gearbox did like a, uh, a single player Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike Condition Zero, that's it. Yep. Um, and yeah, that was... Hand, so we never that, really got into Counter Strike. We played a lot of tactical no. ops in the end. Yeah, we we were on the wrong bus. Yeah, we were. So yeah, Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. Um, this was a game that's had a difficult life. Um, yeah, it's um, it was released and they made some poor decisions. Yeah, they put it out on Games for Windows Live, and um, and then that failed, and then they went back and had it on Steam and. Then after that, they took it off Steam so they could put the full clip edition on for almost the cost of a full price game in the US. Yeah. So, <laughs> many to, years after its release. Tried to release it un- with um, G2A. Is that the, was it yeah. G2A? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, there was all that bullshit yeah. that went through the middle too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this has had a difficult life. <laughs> so we have a positive review from Sheercat with 0.2 hours. That's not a lot of time. Um, no, not a lot of time for a positive review. He says, Unfortunately, I cannot run the game on PC. It won't even load up for me at the start menu. Lol. However, as I played the original game, it's safe to say that Bulletstorm is an amazing experience. The story can be a bit iffy at times, but the thrilling gameplay and all-round chaos makes this game a must-have. P.S. If anyone knows how to customise the game settings via files, please send me a message. That's an awesome positive review. <laughs> I really love the game! It doesn't work! <laughs> It's broken. Funnily enough, on the original Bulletstorm, the any files were actually encrypted to stop you from messing with them. No, right, okay. Because games for Windows Live. So basically what he's saying is that inside this box that I have is an awesome thing. I just... Can someone mm. tell me how to get into the box so I can enjoy yes. the thing that's inside? I want its rich, gooey center with the little caramel outer coatings not letting me... No, nope, it. it's too hard. Yeah. It's actually a caramel coating made out of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have a negative review from Soul Circuit, 10.4 hours. Yep. He says, I highly recommend this game for the blind since all you can see is a black screen when launching the game. It's my first black screen game in my entire life. For 10.4 hours? Yeah, I guess. 10.4 hours of black screen. <laughs> yep. Would not buy again. <laughs> Maybe he just puts it on when people come around for a party and they just watch the black screen. Is he sure he's not playing Doom 3? He needs to get Maybe the torch. you get the... Yes, I should get the flashlight mod for Bulletstorm full clip edition. Let's move on to Serious Sam. Let's let's do something serious. Let's be serious. Okay, hang on. Mm, I remember Serious Sam from back in the day. Yeah. Um, There's a positive review from Zhang Wei. Mm. Uh, 12 hours. That's okay. He says, 
Seriously, this is such a serious game that I got to seriously mention it to you about how seriously serious this game is. You seriously play as a very serious guy named Serious, seriously serious Sam. But seriously, his real name is just Sam Serious Stone, which is seriously boring compared to the serious name I seriously gave him just a few seconds ago. You seriously get a lot of serious weapons. Seriously. There are seriously a lot of enemies that seriously want to kill you. Seriously. It's seriously like Dynasty Warriors when it's been given guns. Or Siri, seriously given guns. But wait, Dynasty Warriors already has guns. Seriously. Seriously, get this serious series seriously. Serious, serious, would seriously play it again seriously. You can't be serious. <laughs> I am. Okay. And real quick, negative review from Kentucky Fried Cartilage Nuggets. 4.3 hours. These are some seriously bad graphics. And don't call me Shirley. Yes. Ah. So how about Serious Sam now? Oh, God. Uh, it came out... It might be 10 years old. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I was marking it based on uh, where I was working and in what role when I remember talking about it to my friends at work. It's the only way to really carbon date things. I'm terrible with dates, generally. It's always, no. Yeah. What was I wearing? I don't know. What was yeah. I watching on TV? <laughs> Everything happened to me yesterday, which is some at some stage in the past. Yeah. So after that, I went for Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, which is actually my favourite Call of Duty game because it's an interesting sort of story. It's sort of got that call, still got that Call of Duty sparkle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it kind of makes fun of Americans being Americans. And I found a lot of reviews where that seems to have gone over people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> that, that like this is ultra nationalistic and ultra sort of action movie awesome because it's making fun of that. But yeah. no, they, they said this this game Americans love themselves. What's going on? <laughs> it is the the one game in the series that you did recommend I buy, but I didn't mm. buy it. And uh, I think this review uh, says kind of why I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, both we're not going to get to that. Yes, yeah. but a positive review from Ancient Wolf, fifty point one hours. How about reducing the price? I guess you just weren't expecting that question. It's seriously an expensive game for how old mm. it is. I've been just yes. it's been sitting on my wish list for so long, just waiting for that level of Yeah, I'll buy that now. Below twenty dollars, yeah. below ten maybe. Yeah, below ten. Yeah. Uh, then we have a negative review from Have You Seen an Alien Please? I have eighteen point six hours. And he says Just wait twenty years for the price drop. No. Still got ten years to go. How old was Call of Duty Black Ops? It's not ten. Uh, Surely it's not ten. Probably years. about that. Really? About the same. Oh, serious Sam. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I can't actually tell you because the keyboard on my computer has stopped working. Oh so. well, I'm gonna have to just mm. make it up. Six yeah. years old. There you go. Something like that. Done. Yeah. This is what we call the Activision problem, where they all their games are valuable works of art and can't be devalued in any way whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. And you know. They don't think that, you know, maybe making that game cheap so that people who have never played a Call of Duty game might jump on board and then buy the next one. That hasn't mm. kind of crossed their radar. No, they come from the Apple school of pricing products. Nothing should ever go on sale. Oh, well. All right. Mm. There's some steam let off. Mm. Um, we aren't going to go back to our segment that we didn't do last week because um, Grand Theft Auto is still not in the top 10 games of the week. That was... That was no. a good uh, segment that lasted for five weeks, and then it, it all the wheels fell off. Yes. Um, so you know, it is still in the steamed global top sellers. Is I will it? say that we could probably yeah, it's still number three. You'd be pleased to know that AFL Evolution is still in the top ten. So maybe oh, we can great. change the thing just to, to find out how long AFL Evolution stays in the top ten. <laughs> great. Yeah. I thought you'd be if happy with that. If I had my that. keyboard, I would check to see if it was out on Steam yet so I could download the demo <laughs> and we'll do a video and make fun of it. All right. So we're not yeah. doing that thing. No. Uh, let's do releases of the week. There was Vanquish. Well, there was Vanquish. Uh, and I've been playing it quite a bit. That's fun. Oh, cool. Mm. I bought it and I installed it and that's as far as I go. Yeah. Something for me to do in Brisbane. Yes. So one of the reasons I'm driving up is so that I can bring my PC and some mm. guitars and some consoles and stuff that I things that I don't trust with the removal yes. span. That's the one thing I did every time I moved. I was like, no, no, my computer comes with me. Yeah, take mm. a monitor, and although I have found that my monitor has started to get this weird line on it, and it's not like a straight mechanical line. It seems like it's got a, like a damp water patch in it. It's, mm. So, it's like this weird vertical, which I can't see now 
when it's on, but I can see when it's off. So do you do you need to talk to any of your children about this about what know. they've been doing? What? I don't know. That's a good Dell, you know, IPS ultra ultra colored monitor, mm. one of the good ones for graphics, and it's lasted me a long time, but. I'm just not sure. I'm just hoping it's going to survive the trip. Yeah. Mm. See, I'm over that. I'm buying cheap ship monitors now. Oh, okay. Like, You're not buying your um, 4K monitors, getting a, uh, a 1080 to drive it? As long as they get cheap enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think more monitors rather than better monitors yeah. is probably where I'm going to go from now on. Yeah. Uh, anything else that came out this week? I can't honestly uh, I had a quick look and I couldn't couldn't see anything of note. Nothing um, of interest? Everything on the PlayStation 4 came out for me this week. There you go. So that's a pretty big library. Mm, yeah. What are you looking at for next? Uh, so I've I've bought um, Bloodborne and Until Dawn. I haven't touched either of them. Yep. Uh, I've installed them uh, and I'm looking for Persona and then I don't know what next. I've had Persona on my wish list since it was announced and I'm just waiting for the first sale and I'll probably get that. Um, one of the mm. things I have bought and I bought when I first got my PS4 but I haven't got around to playing it is uh, The Last of Us. And oh, it was yes. The Last of Us uh, Special Edition, Game of the Year Edition or whatever it was. So I'm hoping to get through that before the next one comes out because apparently that's a good mm. game and I haven't played it. Uh, yeah, I actually got it for PS3 and I never played past the opening part of it. I thought, this is really good. I'll get onto this. And then obviously something else happened. Yeah. So I've just got to go back down my list and in front of that, in the reverse order is like Horizon Zero Dawn and Neo and all those things. So mm. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll pull it out on the plane. Yeah. Play it on the I plane. I can't bring myself to buy the special or the upgraded edition of either. Now it was, uh, The Last of Us and there was an, they didn't do a, um, a special edition of Beyond Two Souls, did they? No, that's uh, not that on the PS3. Uh, I did look at the complete collection for Uncharted because I've got all three of them on the PS3 and I never finished the third one. I finished the other two. I wouldn't mind playing Uncharted 4. Now you can mm. get Blaze Blue. Yeah, I saw that. King of Fighters, is just, which is good on there. My PC seems to be my place I go to for uh, Blaze Blue. Mm. Overwatch but was having they, a free it, weekend this week. Yeah, see... I don't really need to get into another Team Fortress no. 2 alike. I, I can just play Team Fortress 2 if I want. Second 7 comes out in five days, which I probably won't get to play it for a while. Do people go nuts about Tekken these days or has um, it dropped off the radar? I hear a little bit of buzz around it, so I'm looking at picking it up. But, you know, again, it's coming out and it's full price, so I'm not sure I'll get it straight away. I've still mm. got some Injustice to play, a fair amount of that. Yes. And a bunch of other stuff. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, what do we got coming yep. up on the site? Are you doing a Vanquish video? Yeah, I've got a Vanquish video where I completely fail to remember any of the people who are who were involved in Vanquish when the time <laughs> it came out. Uh, I think Sega, I, some Sega dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I think I pronounce a bunch of Japanese people's names wrong. Just um, like the professional you are, I am. Uh, and then I managed to show the game off without dying, so I was reasonably happy about That's good. that. You didn't do what um, I did the first recording I did for. Um, Nia, and I got lost for 20 minutes, <laughs> and I decided, you know, this isn't a very good video. <laughs> I no, I, I, I did that did that with two videos we posted on the site last week. So Great. Perfect. Um, Keeping it up. So, yeah, we're also showcasing a game called Oxygen Not Included, which is from Clay, who developed uh, Don't Starve yeah. and Shank and Mark of the Ninja, which I still think should be about a ninja called Mark. Should be. Or a ninja mm. trying to find Mark. Bob yes. the Ninja searching for Mark the Ninja, but Mark the Ninja is no. too good of a hider and he's just behind him the whole time. Yes. We'll also post the semi-informatic Don't Starve Beefalo Ranch uh, episode three, I think this is. Once you can upload um, your, your two hours of video. Yeah, once you can video. upload six gig. Yeah. We'll upload the videos that are actually scheduled and then we'll just schedule that one to go until it's done. Yeah, that'll be one then line. at some stage we'll, we'll be able to back all this stuff up to Glacier. Eventually, I've still got heaps to go. Hopefully, I move to mm-hmm. an area that's got some good internet rather than yeah, the internet putting I've putting NBN cables in, in our street the other day, so Ooh. I'm quietly hopeful about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let's go around to Anthony's house for an internet party. He's got all the yeah. internets now. Well, we'll see. It depends on, I guess, if a lot of people jump on the NBN here, which they probably will because they stopped handing out phone numbers a long time ago in this area. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it might be even slower than ADSL. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Welcome to Australia's internet. We've got a pipe, just not very big. No. We had modems and we thought they were good enough. And then while we were busy telling people that modems are good enough, everyone else went past us. Yeah. Now we're n- number 90 on the list. 
All right. Behind Kenya. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments about the NBN or anything else we spoke about today, please email us at semicast at semiinformatic.com. We're ready and waiting mm. for your email, for your call. We will um, please press one for anime. Or send us a message on Twitter. You'll find us at semiinformatic. How are we going to press one for anime? How does that happen? You just um, you email and then you just put one in the title and then we will email you back something about anime. Okay. That's how that works. That's how it's going to work from now on. Thank you for subscribing to Anime Facts. Yeah. Can you set up a bot for that? Sure. No problems. <laughs> can you do a Gmail bot for anime? When my keyboard is working again, I'll tell you. Dial one for anime, yes. All right, uh, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. We can also find past episodes uh, while you're there. We'd love it if you could take a few seconds, leave a rating and a review. Tell us how great we are at talking about anime or not talking about anime, whichever side of that argument you lay on. You can also find the Simicast show archives as well as other videos such as Vanquish and Oxygen Not Included and also A Beefalo Ranch eventually at semiinformatic.com. Thank mm. you very much for listening been fun i'm living out of a box i'll be living out of a box for the coming weeks but that doesn't mean you won't be getting semi-casts my name is david shack i'm here with anthony murphy thank you for listening and just remember we love that you love doing what you love thank you very much see you later bye